CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of New Money with Spencer and Solo. I'm Solo Cisse, and today we're going to talk about what it takes to be an influencer in today's day and age. To go through our roster today, we're going to be speaking to Chad Smith, actor and OG Vine star, Chosis, rapper and reality TV star, and Eric Strzok, social media giant on TikTok. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? This is Spencer Dinwiddie. And I'm Solo Cisse. And this is New Money, presented to you by Coindesk. And today, I'm here with a couple people from UPenn and a foreigner from Canada. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, though. What's going on, y'all? My name's Chad Smith. I live in L.A. I'm 26. I've known Solo and Chosen since, what, what was that, 2013? Like we met 2013. Yeah. You the year after us? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm just glad to be here. Nice to meet y'all. I'm excited for a good conversation. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, I'm Eric. I'm from uh, Toronto, only Canadian here, you know, foreigner. Go crazy. Uh, I started social media about two years ago, doing YouTube, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And then I got into crypto, trading meme coins, real coins, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. What's up? Uh, it's Chosis. I'm from New York. I'm kind of just you know, on every platform, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And I've just been, you know, figuring out the algorithms and going crazy. So let's get it. Swag definitely crazy. <laughs> so, crazy. I feel like a common man today. Look at exactly. how look at the drip on and stuff. Come on, man. <laughs> show the shoes. Show, show the shoes. Hey, put the shoes. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. NBA socks too. Come Shout, on, yeah, man. Come on, man. Hey. Shut the backboard. Something late. Hold up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, we got a little bit different hey, episode hey, today. <laughs> nah, say say your piece. Hey, that, hey, that chain real. Ooh, diamond testers? <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, don't play it. with that, man. What time it is. So, you actually said RIP Vine. Yeah, man. So let, let's That's throw it fact. back for a second. How'd you get into Vine? Is that where you blew up? Like, like tell us a little about Can that. Can I just say that he was famous before, like, being an influencer was, like, a thing? That's like, he right. was making Vines in the cafeteria. Like, <laughs> he, was, he was OG on it. So, like, what was yeah. that like? like? Thank you, man. Yeah. So, I always wanted to go into entertainment in some form since I was really young. I played basketball all the way through high school. My dad actually played in the league for the Knicks, Charles Smith. Okay. Uh, Clippers and Spurs. And I played basketball all the way through high school, like, kind of just to walk in his shoes till I realized, like, yo, I don't really want to do this. I'm, if I go to college to do this, I'm just not going to be passionate about it at all. I'm going to be miserable myself. So at the end of my senior season, I had all this free time on my hands. And so I was like, yo, let me just check out what Vine is. Started making videos for fun. And then I made a couple that started to blow up and right. do pretty well. I don't know if 
for people who recognize like the Water Malone inside of Water Malone vine, if anybody knows who that is. Bro, I saw that people before I even met you. I was like, <laughs> everybody's like, yo, that's, that's the Water Malone. Is it crazy? But the funny thing, <laughs> <laughs> people listening to this right now is either like, yo, that's crazy, or it's like, what is that? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. such an obscure yeah, it had thing. Had to be their moment. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. It's, vine was such a phenomenon in culture. It's yeah. crazy. From there, I just transitioned to YouTube and Instagram, and uh, been. You're just keeping steady with it since then. So it was really, really weird going to college and starting to get a following. I don't know. I feel like y'all, especially you guys, every single social media platform that comes out, like y'all are on it, right? Like y'all are mm-hmm. like truly juggernauts. It's, it's kind of the best to be like a pioneer on the app and like one of like the first people because once you're on there, then everything just comes down much easier versus like coming to like an already saturated market and then like trying to do things because. Chaz on Vine, when he brought that same type of content to a new app, and it could have been like the same content, it's gonna go crazy again. You know what I mean? Just because it's like organically just good and people enjoy it. Thank you, so, man. appreciate that. Yeah, bro. I, For real, the thank gratitude you. here is just infectious <laughs> right now. But you're you're newer, right? Like obviously you said you got it into it two years ago. Like when did you realize you wanted to like get into it? Was it your friends in high school, like college? I mean, I'd always been making like videos on YouTube for like a few years, and then like I was always getting like, bullied in school or whatever. I was just doing like YouTube videos, like vlogs. And then I was watching YouTube one day, and then I saw PewDiePie just like reacting to like TikTok. He's like, "Oh, reacting to cringe TikTok." So I'm like, "You know what? I'll download it. Like, I'll see what happens." So then I download it. I'm like, "Okay, like I'm like it's probably cringe." And then I started making videos. Like, like I made one. I'm like, "Okay, this is kind of fun." Yeah. So I just like kept making videos every day, but I didn't tell anyone at school. I'm like, "You know what?" I'm gonna keep this under wraps. Like I was always getting picked on for like YouTube. I'm not gonna tell anyone. <laughs> so like after a few months of just making videos every day, like there were kids that were coming up to me be like, "Hey, I saw you on my for you page." I'm like, "What?" They're, they're like, "You do TikTok." That's Can't hide now. Yeah, they're like, "You do TikTok." That's cringe. I'm like, "Okay, yeah. but now I'm at like 400k." And then like it just kept going. And I remember like I had like one video just completely pop off, and I went from like 400k to like 1.6 million in like a week. And then everyone's coming up to me in school being like. Oh, that's cool. Like you're on TikTok now. And then, be in your video. Now, yeah, now, yeah. Now, like, that happened. Yeah, and not, then yeah. over that summer too, TikTok started becoming mainstream. So then everyone started downloading yeah. it. So I started in late 2018 when no one really knew it was just transitioned from musically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it started like getting popular and everyone was going on it, everyone's like, Oh, I want to be TikTok famous. Like, I wanna know how to do this. Like, how do you do this? And I'm like, you guys were picking on me like, yeah. four, like exactly. two months yeah. ago. Back and now y'all wanna be on it. But yeah, it was crazy then, you know, stuck with it. And now I'm on like YouTube, Instagram, kind of like That's spread everything out. Is it, is it addicting from the side? Because like obviously TikTok, one of the most addicting apps ever, right? Like, is it addicting from the creator side? Like, obviously, then you get to the point of maybe exhaustion one day at some point in time. Is it addicting to like put content out, guys? Like, I, I, think, I think what makes TikTok addicting is when you make a video and the video may have taken you like 10 minutes or five minutes, even three minutes at a time. And you see that one video get like 5 million views, you're like, wow, I'm reaching a lot of people from just this like yeah. 10 minutes lifespan of my life. And it's just like, if I have that effect, imagine what I could do if I keep consistent to it, how many more people I could reach. Because once you just start seeing like, you know, your page growing and then like, now you're getting like, I remember sometimes I'll post a video, it would get like 10 million views on TikTok. My DM would be flooded with like different opportunities, girls. Just like <laughs> random stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, right, so married now. You're yeah. married. I'm just saying. This is my past life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but his previous life. Yeah, just, it, it was just, yeah, I, I guess that part is addicting. Just like the immediate gratification. Do you think that it's hard to stay relevant on TikTok since it seems fast-paced and engagement can be a little fleeting? 
Well, personally, I, what I like to do is I like to sit back and like kind of just analyze. And I realize what makes a lot of people stay relevant on TikTok is like staying in their lane and like in their niche and like their status quo. And it's kind of hard for me to do that because my social media, I kind of like everything. Yeah, I like mm. it's like I like it making about like my lifestyle. And I, I'm not just doing one thing all the time. Like one day I might be skydiving and I want to like make that like, you know, a few videos out of that. And the next day I'll be playing basketball like or like clowning or flaming one of my friends. So it's kind of hard to like stay consistent with that because your views will vary because people come to your page for certain things. But like I said, I like to stay true to myself. So I don't really like staying in a single niche. I mean, obviously, he's a certified genius, by the way. Don't let anyone tell you. But, like, how are you doing the? How are you doing this and doing school at the same time, right? Like, I don't know. Or did you not? Okay, he didn't. Right, I mean, he didn't, he didn't he do school. Too, he tried. Yeah. Yo, there was another friend we had in uh, college, Morgan Brown, who was, yeah. who was on YouTube constant, consistently. Yeah, well, YouTube videos are yeah, commitment, she bro. Yeah, she was making like two a week or something like that. For me, I need to be able to focus on one thing at a time. It was actually really hard for me to jump back and forth between school, social media right? yeah. and school and just social life and all that. Even now, I really need to put a lot of focus into managing my time well, yeah. or else I'll just lose sight of everything that I'm doing. I mean, so you answer that question. Yeah. It's hard. He's in school right now. Uh, like. I mean, COVID kind of changed things, but like for me, it was like I'd film a video, I'd go to class, and I'd like literally edit it on my computer during the lecture, and I have yeah. like my buddy like taking notes for me and then even as soon as it oh, switched right. to online i have my like lecture running and i just be like go film videos or like go edit videos like while my class is running like it's kids later. at home yeah, yeah. It's pretty much yeah, yeah. kids this, at this home is not advice we don't offer financial <laughs> advice on new money nor do we offer educational advice. educational advice while you're in college just stay yeah. in school D disclaimer i still got good grades or whatever but it's hard to balance both because even for me it's like i care about school but my passion's like making videos. And now mm -hmm. that's like a career too. It's like, okay, well, I'm making money from this. Like, this is kind of my priority. Mm -hmm. Luckily, like the program I'm in too, it's like my profs are pretty lenient. And most of them like know I kind of do social media now. And we're like, I've had conversations with them. So like, I'll pretty, they all know, like I'll be making videos yeah. on the lecture. And even then I just turn the camera off and mute the mic. So, I mean, they have no idea. Cole yeah. got a true boom for you. <laughs> yeah, crazy. seriously. Obviously you talked about TikTok a ton. What are the other platforms? You guys, like I said at the beginning, y'all are on this stuff, right? A lot of you guys, I mean, maybe y'all two more, but you're big on TikTok as well. Like, what platforms do you like the best and why outside of that? Well, for me, I used to love TikTok, and this was like around end of 2019. And I just loved because it felt, it gave me that like Vine kind of feeling, raw yeah. comedy. It, it gave me that type of feeling. But like over the time, like especially after the pandemic and people were just at home and everybody just got on and it became saturated, it became something completely different. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of like fell off of TikTok a bit. And even with Instagram, like I, I, pictures are kind of boring to me personally. Of course they can say a thousand words, but you, you don't laugh from a picture unless it's somebody getting flamed again. So <laughs> I don't know, it's just- Or a meme. <laughs> yeah, or, or a meme that like, and it's really, really, really unique for me to laugh with a meme nowadays because like, I feel like I've seen it all. I don't really have a favorite platform. I think YouTube is cool because it creates like a cult fan base. It's like more lifestyle, but I don't really have a favorite platform now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. 
Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I think TikTok's just saturated at this point, too. Yeah. Like, when I started, it was literally, like, it was just straight memes. It, was, it wasn't even popular then, because it was, like, literally everyone yeah. just, it was pretty much like Vine. When Vine was around, it was, like, people just making funny videos. Like, it was, yeah. it, there wasn't money involved. There wasn't, like, politics. Yeah. There wasn't, yeah. like, agencies. There was literally people, like, having fun. Mm. And then eventually, like you said, over the pandemic, just got so saturated. Now, everyone you look at it, they have, like, hundreds of thousands of followers. Mm-hmm. Financially and business-wise, brands, they don't pay anyone money because people will take whatever money a brand will throw yeah. at them. Now I'm switching to, like, YouTube Shorts. Because YouTube Shorts is going to be the next biggest thing because YouTube's trying to compete with like Reels and Spotlight, which is Snapchat, get on and TikTok. And like, like YouTube just has this thing too where it's being a YouTuber just always has that like just respect. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, you think there's a different class of influencers just like Oh, for YouTube? sure. Yeah. Because with, with YouTube, it's like your YouTube following carries over to all your other social medias. Because if gotcha. people are watching these, whether it's a, a 30 minute video of you or it's like, it's hard, a, a longer attention span. If I'm disinvested in his life right now, yeah, what's he doing on his free time? Like, like, let me go see what he's posting on his story. Or we just posted a TikTok versus TikTok. They're like, nah, like you're just that guy that makes funny meme videos. I don't care about what kind of dog you have or like, I don't care about what school you go to. You know what I mean? So yeah. YouTube carries over to everything. So if you're a YouTuber, you could have 600,000 followers on TikTok doesn't compare to somebody with like 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. So, yeah. And it's a different type of bag too in terms of brands that want to, you know. Wait, shoot. I mean, we, we all new money. Break down the bag. Yeah. I mean, so TikTok for me at first, I was making a lot of money from like, you know, a label would hit me up and be like, hey, can you make a, can you make a video to this song for our artist? $800. Cool. $1,000. Cool. Brands would be like, can you wear these shoes? 1500 Cool. And this is around 300 400K. With YouTube, one YouTube, they pay you throughout for the views, period, yeah, like, yeah. without any brands involved. But now say you, you're you on YouTube and you're like, yo, can you exclusively drink our water if like that's your thing on your yeah. YouTube? That's like a, a $10,000 bag just off of doing what you normally do, but just exclusively doing it for somebody versus people don't really have that respect for these other social medias. For sure. Yeah. It's even the way it's set up though. On TikTok, it's really just meant to be like fast paced. And like yeah. the way TikTok works, it's like sole for you page. The following page is basically irrelevant. Like it yeah. doesn't matter. But on like YouTube, the way the algorithm works is like once someone continuously interacts with one person, their content will always be shown to them. Yeah, and that's not sure. TikTok. So it's like it builds up that like loyal fan base. And even what you're saying about money, when I started TikTok, or back earlier on, I'd be getting offers for like 10K. And mm-hmm. now I'm getting offers for 3K because everyone has followers now. And they're charging for the low. For yeah. Like the same quality. And like a lot of these people, like it's their first time having followers or like mm-hmm. anything. And, you know, a brand will go to them and be like, hey, here's 2K. And they're like, yeah, okay, I'll take it. Like yeah. they don't respect yeah. like the market they, or anyone else. Money, yeah, 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 yeah. So like when a brand comes to me, they'll be like, okay, I have like 7.7 million or whatever. So they're like, oh, here's 3K. I'm like, I'm like, whatever. Like, that's not even big now. Like, I mean, people, yeah. like a lot of people have 10 million plus. Mm-hmm. Most people have between one and 10 million. Like it's really common at this point. Mm-hmm. As before, where someone, a brand would be like, here's 10K, like here's 2K. If I don't take it, some other person's going to. Yeah, right there, but then right on YouTube, there, yeah. like it has that respect yeah. and it also has that thing yeah. where it's been around for so long where like I've had brands come to me like, hey, here's 15K. 
put our product in a yeah. video. I'm like, oh, so we're talking about <laughs> money now as opposed <laughs> to TikTok. And then as a creator, it's like, why am I going to put all my effort into TikTok when on like YouTube, you the algorithm's better. I build a community that cares about me across mm -hmm. all my platforms. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, I'm very for YouTube at this point. Did they, yeah. did they have that? Like, did the Vine, were brands that big on Vine like that? Like, because you were big back before being big was like a thing. You know, he's talking about massive followings and stuff like that because everyone's on social. Back yeah. then, like, were brands approaching you the same way back then? On Vine, I didn't, I wasn't like one of the top creators on Vine, yeah. but I do know of people who, like, uh, Zach King, for example. Yeah. He was getting deals with car companies really? for at least 100K for a six and a half second video. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It was like him and like, a, like probably like 10 people oh, that no, like were King Batch. Think like, about this. Like, <laughs> yeah. There were people getting paid like six figures for six and a half seconds. Of course, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but still, that's Not ridiculous. There were people getting paid crazy like that. Mm -hmm. And it's wild because Vine actually, I think it really revolutionized how um, marketing companies approach putting yeah. their products out. For sure. Because uh, once that hit and they saw how much people were going to Vine, it definitely affected like just social media platforms in general where companies started to see like, oh snap, there's a lot of value in somebody having a personality rather than just going to this channel and buying a yeah. spot during mm -hmm. a commercial. Like there's a personal one-to-one -one connection with each follower that um, somebody has. So they'd rather pay like a little less to get their product out through, you know, an influencer than yeah. put all their money into, like they made totally separate departments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for like social media marketing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even, even like the, the guy that, um, remember like that guy, he was skateboarding, he had like the ocean spray, like cranberry juice. Yeah, oh, yep. yeah. The, the sales went crazy, crazy yep. after that. that and nice. they put him on the Super Bowl, like yep. he's a face of ocean spray off of a video of him drinking cranberry juice, riding a skateboard down his hill, mm -hmm. and a whole nother bag, and it reached so many more people. Now, I think Ocean Spray was selling out for like two weeks consistently. Nice. What's wild is dude wasn't even thinking about nothing when he made the video. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, I like this song, I'm yeah. vibing right now. Like, it, was like, it was like he was recording an Instagram yeah. story. We yeah. did it all the time. You're right, 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 And he totally changed his life and Ocean Spray's like, yeah. whole trajectory. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like, I mean, with, with that being said though, obviously y'all said there's a certain respect with YouTube, obviously, We've all mm -hmm. learned from Vine and all the other spots. And then you say YouTube Shorts is what's next. So, I mean, like, what's the best way to capitalize on YouTube in terms of growing your following? The algorithms and the things, like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, for the people, what's the best way to really take advantage of YouTube? Well, uh, I, mean, I could probably hit on this best. Shorts is in a really good position because, like, I kind of just wanted to test the water. So I started a channel completely fresh, zero subs. And then in a month and a half, I got it to, like, 200K. Just by post, I posted like three shorts a day. Like I was literally just- You make my YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I was just grinding the videos. I was like, all right, I'm gonna post like three times a day. And then after like two weeks, it like slowly started picking up momentum. And that was like fresh from zero. Before shorts to grow on YouTube, it was pretty much impossible to do it from zero. Like you needed some sort of external push or mm -hmm. like know exactly how long form videos work, yeah. like how to edit everything. But mm -hmm. like now on YouTube, by using shorts and like being consistent with it and like having high like retention rates and percentages and whatever, that's how to grow channels. Because on, on YouTube, like the biggest thing is they want you to watch like the full video. So yeah. the higher the watch rate is, like if I yeah. post like a 57 second video and there's like a 90% watch retention through the whole video, like they're gonna show it. Cause like, okay, yeah. well it's a 57 second video and shorts can only be 60. Yeah. So compared to like a 30 second video, there's already like more time watched on that one. Definitely. 
so they're going to show it to more people because YouTube's whole goal, they want people on their platform right? as long as possible, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whoever could hold the people the on the platform the longest are going to be shown. And it's like yeah. people, I see a lot of people being like, oh, it's like, it's the likes, it's this or that. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's like if you could hold viewers on their platform, they're going to reward you mm -hmm. by pushing your content out to more because it's in their best interest for like advertising purposes and the audience is clearly watching it. You got to consider that they're competing with all these other platforms as well where yeah. short form content is so easy to consume. Of course, they, they're going to make the metric that has to do with watching everything and how much attention they get the most important one. So, mm -hmm. did you start working at YouTube at like 13 or something? You like, you're only like 20. <laughs> right? Dude's telling us that, like, do you exactly. work at YouTube? Like, no, it's crazy. Just, That's awesome, though. Like, I just like look at analytics and stuff like that. So, yeah. I just pay attention to like Mr. Beast like interviews because he's figured out YouTube. Like, every video he posts gets between like 10 and 50 million views, like, consistently. Some of his recent videos would get like 20 million views in 24 hours or something like that, or 48. Yeah. So like he's figured it out. So I like just watch some of his podcasts that he's done with like smaller channels, and he's basically just talks about like, yeah. hey, like, it's pretty simple. All you need is watch time. It's just learning from other people, right? Yeah. It's not like rocket science. There's a lot of YouTubers who are like small channels, and like, oh, like do this to growth hack. I'm like, don't listen to them. Like listen to the people who legitimately have already grown, grown it, have yeah. grown it, right? Because yeah, yeah, they know exactly. what they're doing. If a channel has like 100K, it's like, oh, this is how you're gonna be the next big YouTuber. You'd be like, eh. But if it's like a YouTuber with like 50 million plus subs being like, this is all you have to do. Here it is. I mean, I'm going to trust For sure. them. And I mean, clearly it's worked. Yeah. Like, what, 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 made you, done. what made you start a new account rather than using your already account that has, you know, some subs to be like, all right, let me start something new to see like where it goes with the shorts. That's a great question. Um, yeah. Because I've been you'd been doing YouTube for a while and I noticed the channel that I was doing was kind of dead because I just hadn't posted. So I like had a bunch of like inactive subs. And in my head, I'm like, if I post a video now, some people are gonna watch it, but the majority aren't gonna care anymore. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna test a new channel. It was also kind of like an experiment. I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I'll test this for two weeks. I'll see if it does well. And then I'm like, oh, like it started yeah. doing well. And it was also a completely separate niche. Like mm -hmm. the one channel I already had was just kind of like lifestyle stuff. And I wanted to do like little gaming videos. Like it wouldn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'll just make a whole new channel with it. Gotcha. So like for you though, you're just early adopter to everything. Cool, we understand that now. So in terms of you personally, other interests of yours, I know that we've talked a lot of times, you know, how do you think blockchain and crypto impacts the way you think about it, right? Cause like at the end of the day, you're, you know, thinking about monetizing yourself, your blend, all that stuff rings a lot of bells in mine and obviously his ears as well, Spencer's being his background. I'm sure everyone here is talking about it. Like, how do you envision it helping you solve some of these issues um, that you see with social media as it stands right now? I mean, if there was a world where like I could post a video and like guarantee it do well and not have to worry about like magical algorithms and just be like, okay, like this is how it is. I'm in control or whatever. And not like some company like tweaking everything. I'd be like, okay, that's cool. And even like crypto in general, like being able to monetize and stuff like that. And like the money I make from already doing social media, investing in other places like ETH, Bitcoin, main coins like that. And then also like meme coins if I want to mess around there. That's why I like crypto. I, I believe in a lot of these projects. Like me, it's like I'm in ETH pretty big. I'm not in Bitcoin. I don't know why. I mean, I, pro I probably should oh, be. <laughs> but uh, basically all the money I've been making from social media, I'm like, okay, I want to make more. Like I don't want to live from brand deal to brand deal. I'm like, I'm going to figure out a way to no. like, you know, make more money. And then I look at the stock market. I'm like, eh, I want to do something new. I've always Got liked it. doing like new things. And I'm always like, okay, well, you look at everything that's been revolutionized, right? Like technology, cameras, you know, whatever it may be is always like taking the next step. And it's like, all right, what has to take the next step? It's like money. 
right? It's like we've had yeah. paper money forever. Like we've had credit cards and whatnot. Like that's always been there. There comes a time where that's going to evolve. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I may as well hop on it now, even if, you know, I'm just learning and like I take losses or I take gains. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to hop on it now before, you know, everyone hops on it. Because even from experience with TikTok or shorts or whatever it may be, like it's kind you of- You want to be first mover? Yeah, it's like yeah, if, you're, yeah, if you're a first mover and like you yeah. learn it early, you are already ahead of so many other people. I mean, you're lucky too, because you have people that are like in the entertainment industry, like, you know, Spencer taking bullets. You know, it wasn't cool to be, <laughs> it wasn't cool to be in crypto back no, in 2017. Mm -hmm. It really that's wasn't. True. And like, so you personally, it's, it's great because you believe in the technology and, and you, you're a trader, your mindset is speculative. That's how you think about it. But you also see the applications of it. Looking at a Chozis, right? Or looking at a Chez, right? Like you guys put tons of IP out there that's not yours, yeah. mm -hmm. right? When you think about the technology that can be helpful and like NFTs and stuff like that, right? Like mm -hmm. all the stuff that you guys are creating is all stuff that intellectual property that your fans are willing to pay for. Mm -hmm. And right now as it's currently structured, a brand sits in the way of that or a channel or a platform or something like that. From my perspective, I think it's just really exciting because, like, you know, moving forward, I'm sure Spence could touch on it too. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity gonna, there. Yeah, tonight is going to open up doors where obviously fractional payments and, you know, continued royalties into, into perpetuity are, are, are going to just be verified and you're going to continue to get money. You know, it, a lot of times as things kind of start to disappear and go off into, no pun intended, the ether, because we were talking about Ethereum. <laughs> yeah, no, no pun intended. Uh, you know, sometimes monetization opportunities can be lost, right? But if you have yeah. an NFT or, you know, something obviously non-fungible token, some verified scarcity like a basketball card or if you're doing, you know, obviously you're in music, yep. so you got an album or whatever, it, it allows for those royalties to continue to go into perpetuity and, and, and never be cut off by, you know, a third party or somebody that seems to have like authority or control. So, you know, I'm extremely excited for that and, and also wanted to plug your music too. Well, I'm at it. Yeah, I mean, always I appreciate it. that. Y'all yeah, know where to find it. Apple Music, SoundCloud, uh, not on SoundCloud, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. No, yeah. You know, going back to your point and like believing the technology and stuff like that, I think it's it, it's going to be those things that people take to. You believe in the technology, you think about it, like, but at the end of the day, right, like a couple weeks ago, I went and bought a car, just moved out to Los Angeles. I went to a bank to get a check to like put the down payment on the car. The bank was closed, so I just had to wait till the next day. It was mm -hmm. wild yeah. to me that we live a life like this because that's okay. My grandmother, when she wanted to go to the bank to get money, she had, well, she grew up in Africa, so different. My mom, <laughs> right? Like, my mom wanted yeah. to go to the bank and get money. Like, mm -hmm. if the bank was closed, the bank was closed. That's it, right? Mm -hmm. But the technology exists for it to be as simple as a text message yeah. to be able to transfer that value. And so, like, I think that, for whatever reason, it, it sounds crazy to us because we're early adopters, but I think what ultimately is going to happen is, like, you think about those NFTs, those tokenizing moments, music, things that people feel and touch, right? Like, for you, it could be, you know, specific clips and things like that that are very helpful and we've seen done really well. I think that's going to be what helps bring that to the masses as like an, app, an additional avenue, you know, for the way in which that people can like have these experiences. It's quite exciting. I think it's also good for creators just to be able to monetize what they already have. Because like most creators now, say everyone wants this to be their career, but they're like dependent on like brand deals or this exactly. or that. Like, I mean, you said it, they, they, they messed up the market by being too uh, eager for the money, but they had ways that the, the royalties truly were you know, verified also just kind of spun off the content they created and have to rely on a, you know, a Nike, Puma, whatever brand to your, to your point, mm -hmm. to offer them $2,000 and it just kind of rolled in. Like I keep saying verified, but just a truly uh, transparent and secure fashion and it would be a lot better for all creators. Oh yeah, 100%. So I think the, the one question I have for everyone is I guess like kind of going down the road, like as the last question that we got is, what does crypto mean to you? What does Bitcoin mean to you? Like what is blockchain? What were your first experiences with it? And like, what's it mean to you today? 
Um, just down the line. Yeah, I don't have too much experience with cryptocurrency, but I, I see it as another way to just make some income on the side. I've gotten into a little bit. I think it's a cool way to be independent and put my money in a good place. Yeah, good, good way to make money. I think it's also the future in a lot of ways. But that, that's how I look at it. I got into Bitcoin as a joke in 2016. I copped two Bitcoins for like 600 bucks. Or no, I hate you. Maybe, maybe three for like, yeah, like 600. And I, I actually lost my password to my Coinbase. And I don't hate you. But <laughs> I couldn't access it until I got my ID. So I just got my ID like two weeks ago because um, like the whole DMV is messed up right yeah. now. So I got access to them again. But, so, um, okay, oh, I hate you. Sorry, no, 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 I was going to say, just to, just to wrap up, obviously, we have a cautionary tale of Chosis losing his Bitcoin password. He's probably got like $100,000. We back, that, though. I, I got you know, access. I got know, access. He, he's back up. He's lit. But no, with that being said, truly, thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, this is New Money by Coindesk. And once again, thank you. Appreciate y'all. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining. <laughs>